When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you want us to, and normally we would watch a movie from a giant list of movies that we have, and I randomly determine what we will watch from those. And they are all suggested by you, the listener. That is what we do. That is normally what we would have done. Now, and you... we did. The end. <laughs> and on with the show. <laughs> Now, normally, that's what would happen, and you would be able to get your whatever movie you want us to watch onto that list uh, by contacting us at System Mastery on Twitter or mm -hmm. on our Discord. Wherever you do that. If you want to get a hold of us and do that, you can do that, and it's fabulous, and it'll go on the big list. It sure will. Now, this time around, though, we did watch a movie that I know that you wanted us to. Uh-huh. It wasn't on a list, though, nope. because this is a surprise return. The triumphant, from the ashes, like a phoenix, return of In Theaters Now! Yay, we're back in theaters. And, you know, it was a very safe excursion because we were the only people in there. That's right. We were the only two people on a Wednesday night at five in the afternoon to see Madam Web. Madam Web. I mean, it's not really a surprise because the the episode's probably going to be called that. Yeah, I mean, if you just started listening to a podcast randomly and this was it, now you know it's a review of Madam Web. Yay. Wow. We contributed $16 to that thing's box office budget, which we means it's made $16. <laughs> I was going to say, we are a not insignificant portion of that film's gross. I'm sure that someone saw that metric. Our attendance of that movie probably moved a needle in a Sony office somewhere. <laughs> someone went, yeah, we're, we're getting them. <laughs> we got them now. We got them. Quick, press the button. Celebrate good times. Come on. Quick, press the button and re-release it like Morbius. <laughs> or just re-release Morbius. <laughs> oh, People are re-release Morbius button. <laughs> Why do we still have that button? <laughs> Why did we install that button? We thought it was going to be so good. When Why we do we even have that lever? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. The Morbius. The Morbius for Cusco. Designed specifically to kill Sony. <laughs> Sony's Morbius. Oh, Lord God Almighty. We watched Madam Web, and it was not good. Nope. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say it is shocking. And yet somehow I feel almost noble that Sony has decided to continue making movies that are superhero films that feel like they came out in 2000. I appreciate this because it was a, I mean, it's a period piece set in it, 2003, yeah, set in 2003, and it was filmed like it was made in 2003. Yes. Yeah. It really does feel that way. Like they wanted the, uh. The villain in this who looks kind of like the Spider-Man of 2003 era in that they do a lot of physical, having him heavily jump onto things and so on, the way that McGuire had to do because, you know, they were doing a lot more stunt work in those movies. Yeah. So he does have kind of a spider, a, a, a 2003 Spider-Man look to his moves. Um, but also they do pepper in the occasional reference to remind you that it's 2003. 
Yeah, apparently this was supposed to be in the 90s originally because they were going to be like, oh, this the, is Garfield. It's the Andrew Garfield. And then they decided to make it the Tom Holland at yeah. some point and just kind of moved it to 2003. And at that point, they were like, all right, we'll uh, do some reshoots where we just have scenes where someone uses 2000s technology. I think the problem is that 2003 is still wrong because, I mean, we established we know exactly how old Spider-Man is in Civil War. And he's like... 17 it's not he's 17 or something which means it's it's wrong for it to be 2003 i forget what it is but maybe it's right because you know because he was like definitely younger than that because he wasn't even like a senior yet yeah i guess that you know what maybe it's correct i just i i think i had read somewhere that it was still wrong that they still hadn't quite figured it out but whatever it's fine it means you get to hear a lot of like meredith brooks and (laughs) the cranberries yeah the the toxic the britney spears song you know good, good good times and there's a dude with a psp and and a Beyonce album on the side of a building. So not the can... one you'd expect. It's like Living Dangerously or whatever that one was called. <laughs> so that way they can be like, look, it's 2003. Uh-huh. Sure. Fuck it. That's all the references we have time for. And here we go. I mean, we're not going to do any of the other stuff that suggests it's 2003. Like, for example, there is definitely a part where Dakota Johnson teaches the three kids in the movie the modern incarnation of CPR and not the 2003 version, which I would know because that was when I was trained in CPR in the first place. Yeah. Uh, well, not I was technically trained in the 90s as a lifeguard, but when I was at the Red Cross, I learned around the, in the in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and it was different than that. Yeah. Well, you see. Madam Webb has the power to see into the future, and she, and knows, she the knows the future of CPR. She stays on the cutting edge of, of chest compression technology. Yeah. I got the, the beyond, the bleeding edge of it. <laughs> or there's a part where she just flies to Peru on one day's notice. And um, I feel like in America in 2003, you couldn't fly anywhere on one day's notice. No, if they, you showed up and were like, you. I need to get out of the country right now. Go to Peru. <laughs> What's the first available flight to Peru? And they'd be like, I'm going to kill you like Kermit because your swag's too real. <laughs> They're like, no, uh... Hold on. Oh, yes, the flight is right this way into this room, please. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, and all of the police ever. <laughs> yeah. So there's some differences. <laughs> but uh, I will say that this God, I I want to also preface before we go into the full spoilerific review. I have not read the Spider-Man stuff that deals with Ezekiel Sims, who is the main bad guy in this. Yeah. And is not a bad guy in the comics. Okay. I yeah, that's interesting. I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was, but I didn't really know that much about him. No. Uh Ezekiel Sims is basically like, I'm here to tell you all the new information for what the right. totem he, shit he's is. Spider totem guy. So his job is to show up and be like, that's my animality. Cool, huh? Isn't it? He's, he, a, he's just there to be like, well, let me bake your noodle with this one, boy. Was it the radiation that gave the spider the ability to give you powers? Or was it trying to give you powers and then died from the radiation? A woogity boo. Okay. So he's the stick of the, of where he just shows up to be like, there's a million things you don't know about being a blind crime fighter. Yeah. He's, I'm, I'm old Spider Man and I got to tell you, you youngins don't know anything about spider totems yeah or like when you meet the cowboy version of ghost rider yeah do we get this there's a lot of movies that do this already so that's what he is in the comics he is not that here at all no he's a whole new thing here yep he's he is a thing that is an interesting concept and then not played with outside of like two minutes at the end of the film which is what if spider-man was a horror movie villain yes which you know i I don't even think that's that interesting of a concept you know that brightburn movie did not make its money back People well, are not as excited. Centered on that as the main character. If you were like, oh yeah, 
we're not centering on evil Superman, and also evil Superman is a concept that has been done 10 million times. I guess evil Spider-Man has only been done 10 million times in comic books so far, and, you know, those Venom movies. I was going to say, no, because it's always Venom, and Venom's a goopy Spider-Man. He's not uh-huh. really evil Spider-Man. That's true. You don't really have a straight-up just evil Spider-Man most of the time. Yeah. Except for, you know, in the uh, the Spider-Verse movies, in which case you have a, not evil, but misguided uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. And even then, it's, like, it's not a horror-type thing with it it's like oh he's just you know aggressive yeah he's too B-E sexy for a aggressive. horror movie yeah <laughs> so all right anyway i just wanted to throw that out there because if i get some shit wrong about like ezekiel sims or morlin or some shit know that i never read those when those came out i would i would have strenuously objected to the existence <laughs> of ezekiel sims had i been in charge at marvel at the time because they already had an ezekiel g- guy oh, I- there was already smythe and we didn't need more ezekiels Meh. Yeah, but he's Smythe. He's not Ezekiel. He's Ezekiel Smythe. Hey, Smythe. That's his full name is Ezekiel, uh, middle name Smythe. <laughs> oh, middle name Smythe. Bottom text. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the spoiler-free review is it was very stupid. It's really bad. Also, Alistair Smythe. Oh, it's Alistair? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Alistair Ezekiel? <laughs> Alistair Alfonso Smythe. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, spoiler-free review is it was very stupid, and if you are the kind of person who is like, boy, I really love X3 X-Men United, then congratulations, they kept making movies for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> very true. <laughs> so there you go. That is the spoiler-free review. Uh, we are going to play a little music and come back with the full in-depth spoiler review of Madam Web, brought to you by Pepsi Cola. We're back, and it is time to talk about Madame Webb. Yeah, let me just start by saying that all of the interviews you've seen of Dakota Johnson where she looks like she doesn't give even a shit is because she genuinely does not. I mean, like, even in the movie, she just does. She, her line readings are all just like, whatever. Oh, God bless. I mean, it's not where it starts, but like one of the first lines Dakota Johnson has in this film is she is driving a ambulance to try and get someone who's like on death's door to the hospital. And it's, oh, she's doing sweet driving moves and she's got to deal with. El, uh, New York traffic. Or Jersey, I think, yeah. And her line delivery when, like, Ben Parker, played by Adam Scott, is like, oh, I, you know, we might lose her. And she's just like, she's not going to be room temperature on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> loses momentum uh-huh. on a already deadpan delivery. Like, I know they don't shoot movies in sequence, but it's just really funny to have her that be, like, her first line. Oh, because... That's why you know they don't shoot in sequence. That had to be one of the last ones, and she was like, I already know that this success. I checked out. I need to get these fucking bangs out of my face, and I'm not doing this movie anymore. Oh, good lord. This is awful. <laughs> so, well, I'm, also, gonna, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in charge, and we're gonna, we're gonna do it. It's also just a lot of the rest of her lines in this movie are just that she doesn't... I, I don't know. Maybe that's just her own particular acting style, but she seems straight up checked out. Oh, for sure. Most of this film, I'm like... The other people in it seem to at least occasionally be trying, and Dakota Johnson 
fully feels like she is like, God damn it. Like, just like it cuts a scene and you can just imagine they had to cut right there because she turned to the camera and went, fucking really? Yeah. Like you can tell one of her ears is redder than the other one because she had her phone pressed against her ear for the past 20 minutes yelling at her agent about this. <laughs> but that's that's what's happened. I, maybe she loved making this. I don't know. I just know that it's see all of her line readings are weird. It is wild. It is very strange. But yeah, it doesn't open there. It opens with the... Uh, you 1973 know, the, you know, in the, the jungles of Peru. Yeah, so we so we start with the, uh, the, the origin story for Enchantress. <laughs> just in tacked the, onto the front here, because, you know, Suicide Squad's part of this. <laughs> it's part of the Suicide Squad uh-huh. universe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not really, but her mom is in the Amazon jungle studying spiders, which, given how famous that line is, it's hilarious it's not even in the movie. What? The, you know, that... From the preview, that when you saw the, the the trailer for this, had the line where she was like, "The Amazon. That's where my mother died when she was there researching spiders in the Amazon, or whatever weird line." <laughs> and and uh, it's just like such a weirdly long, stilted line. And people have been asking her about it on interviews, and she's like, "What? How else am I going to explain where she was and what she was doing at the time?" And it's not even in the actual movie. <laughs> uh so, uh, it is. Peru 1973, Constance Webb is looking for spiders that have sweet fucking peptides. The peptides, you guys. Oh my god, these peptides. These Pepsi tides uh-huh. are maxed. She just keeps saying peptides, because I guess that's the that's the science buzzword we're using in the 70s here. Oh yeah, she's like, oh, I I haven't been able to find a live one, but from the corpses, the peptides on these things. Yeah. If I can get the peptides from a, a healthy one, who knows what we could do with those peptides. Those peptides, you guys. Oh my god, those peptides. I'm losing my mind about peptides. And I get, you know, I appreciate that because this is a double period piece. This is the the past of of 2003 going back to 1973. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice that they didn't have her saying like, they do later in a scene where she's talking to a doctor, have her say something like intravenous recombinant DNA technology secrets. Yeah. Which was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, uh, Odd. It's 1973. She should have been like, certainly there's some manner of cigarette that can save my daughter. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> camels newports <laughs> there's got to be an answer so constance is looking for super spiders with ezekiel sims who lets us know that there are los arañas <laughs> <laughs> yeah he gets saddled with that line where he's talking and then she has to whirl on him and be like oh los arañas the spider people the people with super strength who get it from the spiders in the jungle and they run around on the treetops and can go super fast and have the ability and, and have poisonous touches i prefer to deal in science thank you <laughs> i don't believe they exist <laughs> <laughs> i do need to explain everything about them though <laughs> and and then uh, oh. get briefly kicked because she's 9 months pregnant and she's out here desperately trying to find a cure for a problem that her that we'll learn about towards the end of the film yeah Right now, we just think, oh, she's pregnant, but out here looking for these spiders. Yeah, because she's so callous that she doesn't even stay at home in bed. Oh, yeah. She's like, uh, this kid's trying to stop me from working, but I'm not going to let her. Yeah. Fuck you, kid. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, she doesn't like her baby and that then, isn't born yet. And then she dies like 15 minutes after she says that. But apparently that line was recorded for posterity in her journal uh, so that her her uh, daughter could spend the rest of or most of her life being mad at her mom. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> They, she eventually finds the spider, and Ezekiel is like, hey, I have to give you one line about my backstory. Uh, I was in poverty and no one helped me, so I need a super spider. Yes. I'm going to kill everyone here uh, to take the spider for money purposes. Uh-huh. 
We don't. He is in the future rich. And he still has I the spider. Yeah. No idea how him being Spider-Man gave him the ability to be a business Spider-Man. Oh, he wasn't a business Spider-Man. He's just been pro wrestling, which is, you know, he would have been rich if Spider-Man had done, had he thought of that. Had he the means. Had he just been like, no, I'm not even, I'm not going to go out there and rescue my uncle or whatever. I'm just going to stay in here and keep wrestling for money. I have super strength. <laughs> He's my tiny wrestler. Mm-hmm. Wrestler for money. <laughs> uh, and he runs off and leaves. Constance to die, but oh, here comes Los Aranas! Where they've got like red plant juice all over them and vines, so they look like tribal Spider-Men. Yep, you got some real fucking Eli Roth looking Spider-Men. Inferno Spider-Men. Yeah. Who do not save the other two people who got shot. They don't, I mean, they they show up. Obviously, they're already dead. I know. They've been shot in the head. She got shot like sort of in the near the womb i guess yeah so she isn't dead immediately they're like oh we can try and save you yeah uh but they also don't stop sims like no, they don't even try to do that even though he's got their special spider he has the special spider and he just killed two people and shot another and they're like that's eh, fine i know there's a whole ass tribe of spidermans yeah but you can go we need I don't know, a dozen of us to lift this one lady back to our weird cum pool. And we got to show you the the worst special effects speed running you're ever going to see real uh, quick. And then we're going to take her back to that cave where Triller grown and on DS9. Yeah, if you, we're going to take her to the Trill cave. Yeah, uh, and, to the symbiotes. And then she'll get bit by a spider and then give birth. She'll still die, but now her baby will have messed up spider properties. <laughs> Radioactive spider properties. Uh-huh. Put a hotel on that spider property. <laughs> I got four houses on spider properties. That's what you want to do. You want to run up hotels first and then sell them down to houses so that people can't buy into the housing market. Ah. There are strategies to monopoly. <laughs> Don't play it, though. Uh-huh. <sighs> we then go forward to 2003. Uh-huh. It is 2003 and Cassandra Webb going by Cassie for this whole movie because I don't know. Why not? that's fine it doesn't matter we do know that even though you know we we never get a single mention of her dad she's been in the foster care system and is now an ambulance driver yeah and we never hear why she doesn't go to where i guess i guess he was dead in the first place yeah we don't know if like he's just out of the dad was a deadbeat and like fucked off leaving her mom pregnant or died or what her mom got bitten by a impregnating radioactive spider and so she got bitten by radioactive sperm and it impregnated. Yeah. Her. Yeah. That's that's just how Marvel works. You know, that's how they roll. That's the way they do. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is the scene we were talking about where she is driving through the streets of Queens. It's Queens. Yeah. And and with uh, with Ben Parker hanging out in the back trying to help a lady and her just uninterested. And they keep trying to show stunt driving, but they don't seem to have the tools or the interest in actually filming that. So they just do a lot of like. Liam Neeson getting over a fence style really quick cuts. Yeah, just hard cuts of like, ah, we'll show tires and then another car nearby. Yeah, and it's all this, the the ambulance moving around underneath the same uh, little stretch of elevated trackway for for a uh, subway line. Yeah. They don't, she doesn't actually go anywhere. It's very funny to watch. And at one point, because the movie wants to set up that everything's connected, man. It's all part of an intricate web. She uh, she almost hits Maddie Franklin, who I don't even remember which spider woman that is. I don't know, man. Um, the, uh, but she's just like a little skateboarding kid who flips her off. So we, 
because we're going to establish that over the next scene, she's going to see all three of the spider women that she's going to be hanging around with. Yep. Uh, so she gets to the hospital to drop this person off, and it turns out the person she saved is actually the stepmom of Julia Cornwall in this movie for some reason. Because her father is Julia, or, or is something Carpenter. So yeah, that took me out I of the movie. I assume it's her mom is Carpenter, and she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm with my dad and her new yeah, he's probably gonna, his new wife." Yeah, she's probably going to retake her mom her mom's name when she I, I like yeah because she's she, the whole thing is she's like, "Oh, my dad and new family does not give a fuck about me." Yes, so so instead so of being Julia by, Carpenter, she's Cornwall. I mean, th- for that to matter to anybody, you have to know that Spider Woman One's real name was Julia Carpenter, which no one remembers that character. Jessica Drew completely drank her entire milkshake. Oh yeah, and it's weird because I was like. No one's either you have two things either. No one's going to know. So it being Carpenter or Cornwall isn't going to matter. Yeah. Or you do know and you go, why the fuck is it Cornwall? You could make it Carpenter and it's not going to be people being like, ooh, I I know a thing and you've done Carpenter wrong. No one gives a fuck about Julia Carpenter. Yeah. You, I don't even remember what her powers are. I know they aren't the standard Spider-Man powers. And in this movie, they are very true to these three characters, actual power sets. You see them. You see Maddie Franklin in flash forwards where she's got those big spine Bone spider legs, spider legs and, and Carpenter shooting energy around instead yeah, she's of got little energy webs. Yeah. So they, they, they do know who these characters are and everything. It's just a weird choice to have her go by Cornwall. Yeah. When the only thing that even the biggest turbo nerds are going to remember is, oh, she was introduced during one of the Secret Wars or Battle World arcs or something. And her name is Julia Carpenter. That's the only thing I know about her. And you've changed it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the kid, like the kid from the actual marriage, not Julia, who is just sort of a stepdaughter here, Mm -hmm. uh, the kid like, oh, thanks for saving my mom. Here's a picture. And we get a whole like, oh, Cassandra Webb doesn't like kids. She doesn't want responsibility Mm -hmm. also power. Also, she doesn't really understand what it's what her ambulance driving is like. I'm a driver. I mean, yeah, technically, I'm also a paramedic and everything, but I don't even think of the people in the back of my my uh, ambulances as patients. They're just cargo. Yeah, which is weird, given that they gave her the line delivery of like she won't go room temperature on my watch. Yeah, and I'm well, like, okay, so we that's want- her going through the motions. She doesn't give a shit. It's uh, perfect acting. <laughs> yeah, that was a perfect line delivery because the character doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She doesn't actually care if that person lives or dies. She just doesn't want to have to scoop a dead body out of the back She's of her like, head. I just don't want to have that on my record. I don't want to touch dead people. That's more paperwork if someone dies yeah. in my ambulance. I want to get driving out there again because I'm an adrenaline chaser. That's her whole deal. Uh, but we also really establish a central character trait for Cassie Webb in this is that she has a real problem with both children and... And mothers and motherhood because her mother died. Yes. We know she went into the foster care system. Uh Uh-huh. And yet know nothing about, like, any adoptive parents that she had. She apparently is just like, I hate my real mother for dying on me in the Amazon. Also, I don't know about my other parents. Yeah, we never, she may never have never had any. She might not have been adopted. She may have just aged out of the foster care system. Maybe. So we we don't know. She does say at one point when she's talking to Ben, like, I was a model. No, she's like, I was going to, I'll walk the dog. He's like, you don't have a dog. I could adopt one. You know, I'll return the favor. So I was like, oh, you were adopted. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. I suppose that's true. (laughs) 
but, but he's like, you're not going to do that. Because she basically has a fear of attachment. Which is weird, because she also does have a cat in this. Sort of. I think that's a, supposed to be a stray. Yeah, but it also lives in her house. I, I, <laughs> she has a cat. Okay. All right. I didn't see a litter box. I just saw her giving milk to a cat that came in from a window. Yeah. Well, the only thing we saw of her entire apartment was a kitchen table and underneath her bed where a box is. That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Very fair. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's fine. Uh-huh. Although uh, she does have some fun lines when she sees the cat, though. <laughs> hey what up fucker someone's someone must have been hungry here's milk here though okay things are crazy he's like what are you doing what are you talking about it's like they're adring in lines that don't matter it and actually there was a lot of points in this where i was like oh did you cut lines in afterwards because there's a lot of points where it feels like they adr'd some shit in because mm-hmm. they were like oh we gotta we got to put more stuff but in But they this. never explain anything. It's just every once in a while, you'll be looking at the back of Dakota Johnson's head, and then a voice that's probably her says, like, well, now I have that to worry about. <laughs> You're like, what? What the fuck? Did you not have enough empty early 2000s, like, oh, I guess that just happened in your movie, and you needed to ADR in more? Yoink. Oh jeez, I can't believe this is happening. Why did why did you need to put that in the movie? There is that one line where she says she has to get home to watch Idol. Yep. So that's that's probably that's that's one of the very few thing uh, times we reference any pop culture in this movie that isn't just Pepsi cans. Which she will she spends so much time in this movie holding unopened cans of Pepsi in a way where you where it is pointed at the camera. Yeah, in the scene you know where she's talking to Ben about like maybe I'll get a dog. It's because they're talking about going to a uh, baby shower mm-hmm. for uh, uh, Mary Parker. Mary Parker. Mary pa- yeah, the, the mother of Peter Parker. And she's like, "Oh, I don't want to go. I'm going to get roped into stuff. Meh, I don't. I don't like babies or she's, mothers." She's right not to go to that party. What happens to her at that party is horrific. Well, it's also like, why would you be at the party? It's like, hey, you're my coworker and friend from work. This is my sister-in-law's uh party for her baby it's her baby shower why would you be someone that would be like oh yeah i'm gonna bring you and you have to be a part of and it. you have to be part of the women half of this because they immediately the moment she gets there she's like hi guys i'm friends with you guys so i'm gonna talk to you about burgers and so on yeah because like, several like, of the co-workers that she yeah, has are there they're like, all like ambulance drivers or all the, all these dudes and then one of the women comes outside and is like aha a woman come with me it's womanly times for you yes i'm turner d century <laughs> which is weird because i was like I've been to baby showers as a man, and if you're there as a man, you also fucking participate in the baby yeah, shower You don't stuff. get to stay outside and barbecue. You're not I- like, oh, the men stay outside and have a beer. The ladies can go in there and talk about diapers. Yeah, <laughs> this, this baby shower was written by Paula Cole in 2003. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, yes. Yeah. You yeah. go have a beer. <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, but she, she gets- in that scene, has a full-ass Pepsi can that she is just holding the whole scene to camera. Yeah, and she never when- even opens it. It's held at an angle so that you can read it. <laughs> and when she gets to the baby shower later in the movie, they're immediately like, hey, here's a Pepsi. She's like, a Pepsi? You, you don't think I can have a beer holding this Pepsi can to camera? 
I also just love the framing of that scene where they every other woman in there, including Mary Parker, who's theoretically supposed to be like a super spy or something. There's a whole storyline behind her. Oh, yeah. Richard ev- and Mary are supposed to be spies. Yeah, where every single person in this building is wearing like a pastel or white and summer yellow sundress. Yeah. Except for her, she's wearing like a dark orange blazer, like a, like like motorcycle jacket and black leathers otherwise. Yeah. You're just like, oh, she's the one who sticks out. She shouldn't be here. Yeah, and she shouldn't have to be. No. This is weird gender shit for 2003. It is. I mean, we are skipping past the point where she gets her powers, but... That's because I want to talk about what I want to talk oh, about. Oh, I know. But, I mean, the Here's part, the thing. Because they keep forcing her to participate in games, even though there's like 40 fucking people there and no one knows who the fuck she is. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you are... Mary probably knows who you are. Vaguely. She's, Va- like, she's oh, like, oh, yeah, you. Ben talks about you. Yeah. So I know who you are. I'm glad you could come, you say, as a thing that you say that is nice to someone that shows up to your event and you hope brought you a present, you really say which is, she didn't. Yeah, what you really want to say is, you can go back outside of the barbecue. I, you, you can clearly, you do not belong in here. But it's also one of those things where one of the, like, games is, oh, you write down a memory of your mom in a on a slip of paper, and then Mary has to guess whose memory it is. Mm-hmm. And when she gets one that is blank, instead of going, oh, a blank one got in here, putting it to the side and drawing a new one. Who she's put like, a blank one in here? Who, who did this? And Dakota's like, oh, uh, me, that's mine. It's fine. You can go on. She's like, well, surely you must have a memory yeah, that like, you like of your mother. There's like a Greek chorus. There's like a jury of women in here who are like, no one doesn't have fond memories of mother. Yeah. You're like, oh, dude, if someone was like, oh, that's blank and it's mine, the immediate thought I have is, oh, they have a bad relationship with their mom. Do not fucking talk about this. Yeah. And instead they're like, please share with us all of your details about your mother. Also, I'm just going to put this out there. Why did she put a blank one in there? Why not just take the thing also, and yes. put it in your pocket and be done? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like the game's going to go through every single piece. And even if it does, no one's going to notice they never drew you. Exactly. And if they do, they get to the end, they're like, well, I've guessed everyone. Except for you, Cassandra uh, Webb. And then she just goes, yeah, mom issues. I don't know any of you well enough to get into it. And, and then you're fine. Everyone here is so awkward because they're just like, well, you have to have a memory of your mom that you like. And she's like, no, my mom died uh, in childbirth. And instead of leaving it there, she then is like, oh, but, you know, you won't die in childbirth. That's actually very rare. It's just she that my was mom, in the Amazon. Yeah, she went. She was her choice to be hundreds she, of miles from a hospital. She was studying spiders in the Amazon. In the Amazon, where spiders are, with the Amazon, where the Los, Ar- Los Aranas are, the spider people. You see, was, she was trying to find spiders for peptides. And speaking of peptides, the Pepsi here is amazing. <laughs> Turn to camera. The Pepsi Tide is sweeping the nation. <laughs> also, throughout this entire uh scene for this there is a pepsi turned to camera sitting on the table mid placement of the shot the other fun thing for just this our showing of this movie was that the captions were turned on for some reason in the theater we went to see a closed captioned version of this yes and they include a lot of shot uh, uh, lines during this whole scene of ben who was outside barbecuing which are supposed to just be minor noises happening to let you know that there is still a party going on outside that is not like this ruined party. But the captions treat them with the exact same importance. Huh. So halfway through, she'll be like, no, my mother died in childbirth. And then Ben Parker will have a line that says, like, you're squeezing all the juice out of that hamburger. <laughs> no, do the thing where you flip it. And he's just like, <laughs> the gravita is being ruined by this. Uh, <clears throat> so 
Before that happened, though. Yes, let's go back. Uh, she gets called in to, there was a big accident on some bridge, and she has to go into a car to save someone's life, uh, and gets him unbuckled in the car. The guy, the car is flipped upside down and sort of doing that movie teetering on the edge thing. Uh-huh. So he gets out. Uh, ben pulls him out after she gets she cuts the, the seatbelt seat off. Yeah. And then the car goes over the edge with her in it. Yeah. We get some real dollar store Doctor Strange CGI. Yeah. We, well, we got to do some like you live in a big web thing. Bottom text. Yeah. And then she gets a bunch of, you know, visions and auditory hallucinations of things that will happen later in the movie. Mm hmm. And then she is brought back to life by Ben Parker doing CPR. Yeah, and uh, modern CPR, where he isn't giving her the breaths, which were a common thing in 2003 to do two breaths and then 15 compressions. Yeah. Now, he's just doing modern CPR where you don't bother with breaths at all. No, we don't know. We only see when she wakes up. He might have been doing breaths. We do know that later when she teaches CPR to the other girls, which is a huge scene that takes forever, she doesn't teach them about rescue breaths, which, oh, again, yeah. were a major part of CPR standard in, in 2003. But I think you probably can't get away with that. Like, oh, we're going to have an entire scene where we teach CPR wrong to people. You can teach the modern <laughs> CPR. It's true. I mean, you absolutely can, given the the provenance of CPR movies just being wailing away on someone with one hand while yelling, live, damn it, at them. Oh, I mean, given that all movies that are like, oh, and of course a defibrillator will just cure someone of anything. It'll do it. It'll do things CPR won't. <laughs> given uh, speaking, speaking as a person who has performed CPR until the person was uh, taken or handed over to a uh, a paramedic who pronounced them dead. I <laughs> I know what CPR can do, and it can accomplish miracles sometimes, but not every single time. Uh, so she wakes up. And now she's got superpower. She can see into the future, but she can't control it. And it mostly just plays out as the standard, like, we'll do the scene, and then a loud noise will be what triggers the start of the scene, and then we'll play that loud noise again to show, oh, we're going back from that point. Yes. So it happens at the uh, shower with a balloon popping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on, it'll be like, oh, a train goes by. And so there's a loud noise and we know that's the point where we're going from. Yeah. It happens that way a lot. We're going to get, you're going to get used to a lot of seeing scenes in this movie twice. Um, that, cause you know, you got to have some way to portray that this person has limited future sight. Yeah. Uh, it's much better once she gets her powers all under control and everything. And then she's just like an indestructible person who knows where every single attack is coming from. It takes all the tension out of the movie, but you don't have to watch it over and over again. Oh yeah. It's, oh, I don't need to watch. Like Dakota Johnson look confusedly at what? a person. We just and did then, this. Why is this real? Yeah, I ask very just placidly to someone on a train, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Dude, it's New York. Don't talk to me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, she she gets her powers, but at the moment she just thinks she has weird deja vu issues. Uh, her commanding officer, who's also the guy whose house they're holding the barbecue, the baby shower at, I think yep. Mike Epps. Uh, yeah, he, uh, shows up at a big rescue event, which is really important to establish that the movie is going to have a climactic scene that takes place in an abandoned fireworks factory. Yeah. You know, the abandoned Pepsi Cola fireworks factory. Yeah, Cause they have a giant Pepsi sign on the roof. Like yeah. the, it's one of those like Batman Gotham city signs where it's all physical, you know? Yeah. And not just like a billboard, but like, you know, physical giant neon. The tube. old style 1920s in the same like font of Pepsi Cola. Yeah. Big sign. Big sign. Um, so 
but it's a fireworks factory, so it must be Pepsi brand fireworks. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, this place is a horrible death trap, not like a modern Pepsi fireworks factory where all the workers are paid at least minimum wage in accordance with U.S. laws. <laughs> if this factory was still holding Pepsi and not fireworks, it would instead be a fun time bill for good people mm-hmm. and delicious drinks. <laughs> it's the choice of a new generation of Spider-Men. Um, but he, he gets in his truck to drive away and she's had a vision of him dying by doing that. So she's like, Hey, can I come with you? Can I drive? Let me drive. I need to drive. And he's like, what's wrong with you? You died the other day and came back to life. You, you've had some traumas. Quit asking me if you can drive and just it's leave fine. me alone. Just you, you need to be here because we need you on like the trauma center. Cause there's a big fire, like some explosion happened. There's a bunch of injured people. I need you here and I'm going to go drive off. It's fine. Don't worry about me. And of course. He immediately gets hit by a car like the vision, and she's like, oh my goodness, my visions are actually real, except no, she will spend another, like, 20 minutes of this movie going, well, it's, there's something else, there's gotta be something else. Something weird is happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my ophthalmologist about it. <laughs> That's great, when she gets, because we, we have to establish that she decides to actually go to the hospital now, after rejecting it earlier in the movie, when she gets rescued from the water, uh, so... She, the, her, she's at the last leg of her getting checked out to her, which is an eye doctor. So she's in an ophthalmologist's office, and they're like, I've looked it over all your charts from your MRI scan results to your, to your CT scan results, and as far as I can tell, you're doing perfectly fine. It must just be some deep-seated personal trauma you're suffering from. Have you considered that? And I'm like, you are an eye doctor. No, it's one of those movie doctors that is all doctors. All doctors. All doctors at once. I'm the doctor who gave you your CAT scan and also the one who does your eye exam. Uh Uh-huh. This is a hospital with one doctor in it. Yes, and we have infinite time for you. (laughs) Uh, So, but but yeah, she's just like, wait, well, I'm I'm having a lot of visions. Are there any medical excuses for that? She's like, well, I I guess you could be nuts. (laughs) (laughs) She probably talked to someone about that. Maybe, you know, when you died, you're having some guilt issues and then yeah it's probably got something to do with your mom dying in the amazon during which you were studying probably spiders. go look in your box of spider stuff yeah go check that out because that'll probably help you learn something or at least you'll probably find like a, a bunch of notes about peptides you get to sit there and be like oh mom i hope the spiders were worth it <laughs> like dude what the fuck also i just have the question of how did you end up in queens when you were like abandoned in peru <laughs> like what was the chain that got you into foster care in America. It's an interesting question because somehow she managed to make it to foster care in America and did not instead end up with her father or any extended family of her mother. Yep. We, we don't establish any. I, I guess all of them were just like, no. And who flew the baby back to America? I, I have to assume that it was like maybe she was flown back because they knew that the mom had like extended family and then they were just like, I don't have time for this. I'm going to drop her off at a fire station and we're done. I it's. The story, whatever no. it is, seems like it would be some interesting drama to go through, and we just don't want to. Oh, no. The the movie is basically just like, oh, we want uh, the whole concept to be like, ooh, Cassandra has problems with motherhood and children, so that by the end of it, she can be a mother figure to these children. Yeah, mm-hmm. character growth. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You establish that she hates moms and kids, and then she becomes a mom with kids. Yep. Meanwhile, we start getting our first views of modern day uh, Ezekiel Sims. He's become a rich multimillionaire with a super cool apartment who is walking into the middle of an opera so he can hit on a lady who works for the NSA and steal her passwords so he can hack into her system or something. Yeah, he we have a whole thing where he apparently has a vision of the costumed, slightly more grown up ish versions of uh Anya Corazon, Julia Cornwall, and Maddie Franklin 
in their like actual Spider Woman outfits. Yes, killing him. Yes, and so he's like talking to this random person that he picked up at the opera who was staying over at his apartment because they had you know fun times. They, yeah, they had some good times. They they played a, a, a several interesting games of Rummy Cub. <laughs> they definitely played Mario Kart uh-huh. and then bounced on a trampoline. Yes. Uh, and he's just like, I have the same vision every night. These women are going to kill me at some point, and I I don't know who they are. And of course, I've been having these visions since the seventies. So technology doesn't really exist that shows you know anything. Although in the vision, I'm like way older than I am right now. But when we see them, they're like the same age that they are right now. It's a weird thing in the vision. That's the thing I like about visions, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get older, and they stay the same age. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got, like, really, like, long, white, gray hair in the vi- in the vision. It's it's weird, because he, I mean, the vision's just dead wrong. His vision is just incorrect. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm going to get killed by these three spider women. No, you're not. Not um, even close. You're going to die before they ever get spider powers or have their outfits or anything, but you're going to have visions of what those will look like. Yeah, it is a weird thing. That in this movie, like, visions of the future is part of spider powers because they're like, oh, spider sense is basically, you know, clairvoyance. It's just Dakota Johnson got none of the physical stuff and all of the mental stuff. So she has super The most spider sense. Yeah, she's spider sense taken to its logical extreme. But the fact that he's like, oh, I have all of the physical stuff and... I just have, instead of even Spider-Sense, I just have one vision of the future that is wrong. It's, it's uh, called out in the movie specifically as a curse he is suffering from because he stole that spider from Las Arañas. <sighs> um, but anyway, he kills the NSA lady with, he, in addition to having standard Spider-Man powers, all has one, poison yeah, touch. He doesn't have webs. Well, that's not a Spider-Man power. That would be a web shooter, unless you're going off of the shitty, like... Oh, I have it's organic spi- webs. It's Spider-Verse. Some of them have organic webs. Bleh. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks shit. Not baseline Spider-Man. Not my Spider-Man. I mean, Miles has it. He's part of the Spider-Verse. Miles. No, wait, does he? Does he no. have? He doesn't have organic web. He has. Oh, yeah, you're right. He has his web shooters. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a web shooter kid. Yeah. Who? It, it, it's yeah. just Tobey Maguire. It's just Tobey Maguire and probably some other. Sp- I'm pretty sure there are other Spider-Men who just have the the web shooties. Oh, yeah. I'm sure just, that I'm sure somewhere out there there is one. Yeah. But he does not have that. He just has the standard like spider powers mm-hmm. and then also poison touch. Yeah, he has a poison touch, uh but no no web stuff which means he has to run around on the sides of walls and stuff. Yeah. Uh so he poison touches this NSA woman to death while getting her password from her. And then he gives it to Zosha Mamet who's in this movie as his as his dude in chair and she has nothing that we know she's like oh i guess you're an employee slash hostage yeah she's the employee who lives in his apartment and uses his giant wall of computers and never leaves yeah or and is or constantly threatened with death by yeah you know evil spider-man i pay you a fortune and she's like i i have not left it i will never leave this chair as far as i'm aware i'm not sure what the money's i don't for. know what I, she did before that because she yeah. wasn't in the apartment before she's like oh i've just been on ice until you need someone to hack things yeah she is such a non-entity they, sh- they should have just replaced her with an ai they should he's just been like also I no, it's tur- 2003 i can't have ai it's yet. fine they could he could have been like it's 2003 which means every disney channel original movie was about how someone built a smart house or something ah. so he could have easily been like yes of course 
powers, and one of my other spider powers was to build a cool house that's super smart and can track children. <laughs> uh, anyway, he uses NSA nonsense to, you know, do super techno powers of, well, uh, I described what they looked like in my vision, so we will have actual picture-perfect versions of them. Yeah, that it's, you just, have it's just headshots of the three actors. It's uh, They didn't even try. And then uh, we'll also then de-age those images, and then we'll run it through every camera that exists in the world. Mm -hmm. oh, we immediately found them. There they are. They're all at Grand Central Station or whatever right now. Great. Uh, and that's because we're about to do another one of those fates cross sequences as all three of the girls descend on on the station to get on the same train that uh, the, uh, Cassandra is going to get on because she's going to Poughkeepsie for some reason to the uh, funeral for O'Neill, the guy who ah, died in the crash. That's correct. Yes. So Which she never goes to. Nope, she doesn't because she starts having horrible visions of evil Spider-Man walking. Uh, of, I for, mean, mostly she just has a vision of some dude in a jacket like, you know killing little girls well i think it's amusing we, we mentioned this to each other because we could talk freely during this movie being the only pe people in the theater uh that they initially set up ezekiel sims the way he actually looks if you like google him oh yeah where he's ezekiel wearing, sims uh, normal outfit of just i'm wearing a like, suit jacket and pants and no shirt or shoes i don't care for shoes but he's just like oh yeah because you know you normally have to be like i need to stick to things with my hands and feet and i don't have super advanced, you know, spider costumes. So yeah, they never, instead, I just run around in pants and no shoes. The whole Spider-Man thing has never, being able to run, especially now you have Miles and his shoe game is always a big part of his character arc, and you're like, I see that dude standing on ceilings all the fucking time. How is it? How long are the little claws sticking out of his feet that they're going through his Air Jordans? No, now it's just, uh, I don't know. I've super got, tech. It's I've fine. got sticky aura. Yeah. I've got tactile telekinesis it's i'm Superboy. it's just one of those things they never bother explaining because it would make the whole story worse if everyone had to be barefoot which makes it really weird that when you introduce a barefoot spider-man who's like yeah i have to be barefoot how else do i walk on ceilings and walls i have to connect to it in order you know stick to it because the only other way would be to have like a very thin almost like spandex thing and that would look stupid because i'm an old man so instead i just walk around barefoot so anyway here i go to change into a spandex thing <laughs> yeah they're like oh here's ezekiel sims the way he should look and now here's him as evil Spider-Man. Yes. All right. Okay, sure. And I thought for sure that they were doing some weird thing where he also could, like, cloud the minds of anyone who wasn't, like, oh, a right, victim. Oh, right, because no one else sees him in the, in the initial scene. He is crawling on the ceiling of the subway, and the three girls and Cassandra are like, Holy shit, what the fuck is that? And pointing at a dude crawling on the ceiling, and everyone else is like, do, 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 I'm very calm. And they're like, does no one else see that? Yeah. No one reacts. Evil Spider-Man then murders a bunch of cops. He murder. He, he has the MO. This is his standard operating procedure, is he'll walk I need to kill these three people, because they will in the future kill me. And they're the only thing I care about, to the point where... There's a part there's a part where he has a chance to learn about who Cassandra Webb is so he can maybe shut her down and he just goes I don't care about her I only care about throwing killing the three girls. Yeah, that's the only thing that matters to me is stopping this future from happening. It's like, well, she's clearly helping them, maybe you should add her to the pile. But instead, his MO anytime he shows up anywhere where these girls are, that is the only thing he cares about. He's like, "Okay, well, first I've got to just kill everyone else in the room and then I will attack you." Uh-huh. Which is weird, but even then, when they manage to get out and 
Cassie's got the three of them in a cab she steals, Mm -hmm. and she hears on the radio that, you know, a lady has kidnapped three uh, teenage girls. She's like, what, did no one see the fucking spider guy? And so the fact that they hammered home consistently in that scene that no one else could see him, I was like, oh, he's got some weird... Like yeah. blending powers or something. Something. He's got that that uh, Miles Morales invisibility. He's got something going on. He has the shadow powers where he clouds men's minds. He's yeah. got something where people weren't noticing him except for them. He does not. He doesn't. Because then later in the film, he just shows up at like a diner and everyone's like, oh shit, a Spider-Man. <laughs> God, can we talk about for just a second how this movie introduces the concept that there are going to be three Spider-Women running around in Spider-Man themed costumes as well as an evil Spider-Man running around all like 15 years before Spider-Man makes his costume? Yeah. Like he'll, he, there's no originality to him anymore. Like by, by definition, by the time he comes up age to become a Spider-Man, he'll be like, well, I'll just base my costume on all those famous spider people that, that were running around in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like you had mentioned when we were watching the movie, it is a big Gotham TV show problem where you're yes. like, why is every villain like 30 years older than Batman now? Yes. <laughs> uh. At least this one. He's not even a villain. Like he could st- You could even potentially salvage him, but it means he'll be like way older than Anya Corazon and Matty, or way younger than, it'll be 30 years younger than like Matty Franklin. Yeah. Or I guess like he'll 16 be, or 17 Yeah, years. 16 yeah. years younger, but they'll be in their 30s and he'll be like, hi, I'm 18. Yeah. Shit. I mean, at least it works for Maddie, because I think she's a short-term Spider-Woman. She dies pretty quick. Well, I mean, this movie very much wants to set up that these are like, ooh, we're going to do a franchise with these Spider-Women. Yes, it does. Especially given that the last shot of this feels like the last shot you would have at the pilot of a CW show about Spider-Man. Where you're like, ah, and now all of us stand in our costumes with like arms folded, staring at camera, and we're all like, slightly turning our backs to each other and looking out and like here's a pepsi can i just want to say this if you're a filmmaker uh, yeah i'm sure all filmmakers and and hopeful filmmakers listen to this show Uh, why would they listen to anything else if you're if you're a hopeful filmmaker uh, you're making a movie for either sony sony or for that matter hbo or warner brothers don't plan for sequels just don't 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 build your movie to end on a cliffhanger the thing is you know that wasn't a director choice Sony was like, oh, yeah, we're making a million of these movies. Yeah. We have three planned for this year. Just tell them no. You're you, like, this movie will tank and you're, or, or it won't make a billion dollars. And so you'll cancel it. I guarantee you there will be no sequel. But they can't because they, I mean, Sony specifically was like, we are looking for someone to write the Madam Web movie. Mm-hmm. They hired someone to do it. It wasn't like, oh, someone came to us with a spec That's script true. for Madam Web and we went, you know what? That's just crazy enough to work. They were like, we have decided right now to put our eggs in the Madam Web basket and we are going to go all in on it going forward. I just, I, I wish that I could be a ghost just so I could hang around the Sony writing rooms and say so, like the, the place where they make these decisions so I could see what the fuck is going on in there. I am so curious. Like what happened <laughs> when the were, movie, what happened when they were like, uh, you maybe we shouldn't move forward on the whole Black Cat slash Silver Sable movie because we just aren't happy with where we're going. This Madam Web movie, though, that's the money, gold, baby. That's the reason we're not going to do Black Cat and Silver Sable is because those aren't spider people. We need a, we need spider people. Yeah, we need movies about Spider Man's. <laughs> I think at one point Maddie Franklin mentions her uncle Jonah, and I was like, "Oh my god, is she is she Jonah J Jonah Jameson's niece?" Uh Anyway, uh, so we get the group of them, the 
three girls and Cassie are essentially just running around trying to get away from Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel. She is. Oh, is. Okay. Uh, I just he he has his uh, Amaria is his person in the chair mm-hmm. who's just like, well, I've looked through every camera that exists and they're gone. They're ghosts. We can't find him. And he's like, don't forget, I will kill you if you do not find them. Although he won't. She, she just is a loose end in this movie. Oh, yeah. She just, by the end of this movie, is like, I just want it to cut back. There's no end credit scene. But I wanted the end credit to just cut back to her and go, hello? Huh? Just in an empty apartment? Can I go? <laughs> I'm going to take a Diet Coke from the fridge. Oh, wait, I mean Diet Pepsi. Shit! Ah, shoot! Oh, shoot! And then, I, and then you just hear a gunshot. <laughs> and it <laughs> ends. to credits. <laughs> <sighs> so... Cassie's main power in this, outside of uh, psychic visions, mm-hmm. is her ability to hit Ezekiel Sims with a car. Yes. As she will do this, what, twice? I mean, she keeps having visions where she tries to fight him in any way, and he just Spider-Mans her, you know? She, like, swings a steak knife at him, and she just catches it and takes it away and stabs her with it. So she's like, I know I cannot actually fight this guy. Yeah. He's got all kinds of superpowers, so she just keeps hitting him with cars. Uh, now, the first one, I have to... We've been talking for a while, and I don't give a shit. This will go for longer than the movie is. I don't care. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so the diner scene. The, she leaves the kids in the woods, does Cassie, to go back to her house to look into the, like, her, her mom's of mom shit. mysteries, yes. The three kids decide, we saw a diner about a half a mile away. Mm-hmm. We're going to go there and get food. And then when we get there, we're going to see boys, and we're going to be like, boys! Now... Which is really weird. Cassie gets back, and it is at night, but they've apparently been at this diner for just hours, I guess. But when she gets there, she has a vision of her, like, we don't know it's a vision yet, but she walks a half mile to a diner, sees them dancing on a table to Britney Spears' Toxic. Surrounded by football player boys from some local town. She gets into there and is like, get down, we're leaving. And as she is chastising them, Sims comes in and murders all of them, and then she it snaps her back to her still being in the woods. Yeah. However, when it does that, Britney Spears' Toxic begins playing, whereas it didn't start playing until she had already walked half a mile in her vision mm-hmm. and gotten to this restaurant. And I was just like, you fuck, you fuck the timing up. Your vision doesn't work that way. You've already established how your visions work. It's established. You fucker. I mean, it's already been established based on what happens to uh, Sims at the end of this movie that the visions are not direct or, or especially distinct. No, just the whole little... point. All of her visions are a sound cue and then we reset time to the sound cue. Yeah. Except this time she resets time two minutes ahead of where she was. Yeah, except that Sims has the vision all the way through the movie of him getting kicked out of a window by the three the three mean spider women, and instead he gets kicked off of an exploding fireworks factory and a big S falls on him. Yeah, but that's because the future changed. Ah, yeah, well, that's what happened here, too. Yeah, the future changed. In the time that, in the zero amount of time mm-hmm. that her vision happened, time changed. The functionality of time moved forward. How much time does it take for the future to change? What the fuck? The future changed because someone made something happen. She didn't, like, call in and go, hey, uh, instead of playing Britney Spears as your next song, play it right now. I know. Well, okay. 
But all, all I'm you, saying no, the movie fucked up. I'm saying that the movie did not fuck up. That it's just that Britney Spears' Toxic was a super hit song right at that time. So they were playing it on. It was just two it was different. On her radio yeah, and a different two radio in the diner. Exactly. That's exactly. Because it's a jukebox in the diner and it's a radio in her car. And then also, she gets into the cab. So instead of walking half a mile to this diner, she drives there. However, she will arrive later mm-hmm. to this diner yes. than she would have had she walked half a mile. Yes. Which again, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you don't see it, but she stops for donuts. <laughs> yes. I'm obviously. on this movie side now. <laughs> I'm, I'm that scene made me so angry. I was like, you've established how your visions work. And it made it me happy the just same way every time and not now. It just made me happy because I predicted she was going to hit him with a car. And every time I was just like, she's going to hit him with that fucking car, isn't she? And then she's like, she does over and over again. The worst part is when she's like, I'm going to hit that guy with a car and drives through a billboard from a building. And I'm like, how did you get a car up there? <laughs> Spider powers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I saw in the future, in the future, I could drive a car up a building. <laughs> I very briefly went into the Fast and Furious franchise. I just wanted the movie to briefly address when all the girls decide that, ooh, boys, and they decide to go talk to and then dance for the boys. They are dancing on the table of a diner, which I, if you've ever been in a diner, you know that some 70-year-old waitress would immediately come over and go, get the fuck off that table. What the hell are you doing? Also, if you're Sydney Sweeney you and, and you're wearing an eight-inch long at most miniskirt, you're like, I'm not getting on that fucking table. Fuck you. They're surrounded by guys. Yeah. <sighs> And anyway. instead, none of them are like, oh, wow, look, you can totally see up her skirt. And so they're just like, yay, they're dancing. Yay. There's no reaction from us. We're basically blurry in the background, uh-huh. even though we are right next to you. Yeah. She saves them. They leave. Uh-huh. We then find out everyone's tragic backstory where Anya's dad got deported. So she's been living alone in an apartment for months. And trying to hide out from the <clears throat> landlord. Uh, Julia is was only in Grand Central because she was running away from her family because she's like, oh, my stepfamily doesn't give a fuck about me. And I thought, if I ran away, maybe they would. I mean, they genuinely don't. Because at the beginning of this movie, she's there at the hospital with her dad to visit her mom, who just had some sort of cardiac incident. And her dad says, you're not really part of the family. Stay here in the hallway. Yeah, she probably doesn't want to see you. You should stay out here. Yeah. You're not actually her child. And then just fucks off with the other kid. Yeah. Uh, Maddie has super rich parents and they're not around they're off in china i always find it funny when that when you have to do three kids who have parent issues and one of them is that my parents are super wealthy and they're not around very often and it's presented with equal is yeah, it, it's like it, my dad got deported my family hates me my parents are too rich yeah um you know one of these things <laughs> is not like the others so when you go home there'll be like a housekeeper and a staff waiting for you and if you, you want to like hire security you just can you're just fully uh, capable of feeding yourself and you have full security for the rest of your life and you can go to whatever college and get whatever job you want and she's like yeah but i'm mad at them and <laughs> yeah but they don't i don't know talk to me a lot and i'm like dude you're a teenager you don't talk to your parents anyway yeah and your mom's in a psych ward because she's kind of gone crazy and her your your stepfather wants nothing to do with you so you're trapped here but but I'm too rich, guys. But I have parents that are very wealthy, and that's sad for it's me. It's sad, and I actually am J. Jonah Jameson's niece. <laughs> I, I looked it up. I looked it up. In the universe where I exist. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's fucked. And, and uh, at this point, they're all, like, starting to bond because she just saved them. So now they, they don't think she's, like, abducting them and crazy. They think she has superpowers, and she's trying to save them from an evil super spider, which is perfect because this is the point where she finally lays, all, lays it on the line what her powers are and how they kind of work. And she's like, but they're not good enough. And one of them goes, so you need to go to Peru and learn more. And she's like, yes. yes. <laughs> and 
drops off these three kids with Ben Parker and is like, hey, you can watch these three kids for me. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. That's okay. fine. I'm a good person and I want to help out. No questions asked. It sure seems like you got yourself into a real sticky situation there. Oh, yeah. And the fact that we don't get a scene of her explaining what is going on. Ben just sort of, we smash cut to Ben going, well, you got to do what you got to do and I'll take care of them. Don't you worry about a thing. I am fully accommodating. I will not immediately call the police and have this sorted out. Yeah. And he takes them while she gets an immediate flight to Peru mm -hmm. and <sighs> walks into the exact same spot in the jungle because, you know, the Peruvian Amazon is very small. Oh, yeah. It's, she it's, she it's manages to find literally the exact spot that her mom was standing. Yeah. And it, she can tell because she holds up an old photo of it against a tree and the, the tiny branches on the tree are the same 30 years later. Uh huh. Uh, so, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that obviously that's how that works. That's how time works. And, and, you know, she wasn't deep in the jungle or anything. She was like, on a bus route. Yeah, she was the, off the bus route. Yeah. <laughs> I took the stop to Spiders. <laughs> the Spider Town. And it has one second of going, Deep ah, yes. stop, Spider Town. Ah, uh, Los Aranias. <laughs> Men's wear and spider people. Mm -hmm. She has like one second to go like, yes, this is the same tree my mom looked at one time many years ago. When a guy turns around behind, comes around from behind her and is like, ah, you came back for answers. I am the spider person. I'm Lucky the spider person that saved your mom. Come with me. I have empty platitudes. Now, now none, no one else from the Las Aranias are around, and I'm not wearing that ridiculous getup. I'm wearing a nice outfit now. Yeah, I'm not in the like full red body paint with vines all over me. Instead, I'm just some guy. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you that the mysteries of the world are the world's mysteries yeah, for just, a reason. He basically just does tautologies. When you see into the future, the future also sees into you. you God will, damn it. Yeah. You will learn to control your ability to see the future, and the thing you will see is your control. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, it's, it's and just, also, when you accept responsibility, then will come great power. Wah-not, wah, 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 wah It's the saying, but backwards. Ah. We did the thing. It's just going to be a lot of this, he says, apologetically. <laughs> now, please, get into my weird milky cum pool. <laughs> wow, there's a surprising amount of cum in this pool. <laughs> and yes. so many trill. <laughs> Las Aranas do put all of our cums directly into that pool. Look, there's a lot of white strands floating in this pool that she gets into, and I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> it's web water. That's what it is. Don't oh, worry. Don't about worry it. about it. It's um, Webs. spider water. It's a uh, spider water. <laughs> it's uh, filled with sp it's spider. How you, it's how you get your powers. It's how come that kid from Saltburn got powers. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> we then get some more dollar store Doctor Strange as the Los Aranas guy just pushes her spirit out of her body in a full Doctor Strange ripoff, and her spirit falls into the cum pool, and she, and she sees the future. She sees a montage. Well, she sees the past. She sees yes. a montage of mom stuff uh, where she sees her mom dying and then goes oh, even further my, back. My mom problems were actually not problems. She didn't hate me. She loved me. It's just that I had some sort of ridiculous genetic disease that only a certain type of spider peptide could cure, so she was trying to find one in time. Yeah. And then her mom becomes aware of her ghost presence in the past and hugs so, her. Yeah, ghost mom hugs her and then disappears and she's like, wow, that was amazing. How did you do that? You did that. And anyway, in time, you'll I don't know, have cool powers, but you gotta get back on a plane, because you, you fucking i don't know how long you've been here you probably had to stay in the airport for like a full day to actually get onto a plane flight to peru it took you a while to get here you then had to you know charter a bus to get out to here i don't know how long it took you to hike to where we are it's not a you're short gonna have flight. to get back you also 
got to have a return trip. You didn't know when you were coming back. So you're also last minute doing that. It's a good thing you're obviously very wealthy. Yeah, you're as someone that lives wealthy. in New York in the early 2000s and works for the paramedics getting paid, I assume, minimum wage. I'm pretty sure paramedics make more than minimum because of how hard it is to get into it, but not mu- not enough. Not, a, to, not much. Not, not that much more so. Yeah, it's uh, it's in, and plus she is actually a city paramedic. She's not working for one of those like like uh, private paramedic companies. Yeah, probably, one of the ones that is just a bus. Yeah, so she's probably doing okay. Uh, but yeah, definitely not like I can buy flights to and from Peru on a whim. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, she steals another vehicle after when she is coming back. We cut to the kids at Ben and Mary's because Ben is taking care of Mary Parker, who is pregnant with Peter, although we will never say the name Peter. Mm-hmm. And we will never say, even though Ben is like, I found someone. Oh, what's her name? Mm, I'm not going to. I can't say May. I can't say May or <laughs> Peter, but we're allowed to say Ben and we're allowed to say Richard and Mary Parker. Yeah. So Richard is off somewhere. So he's basically looking after Mary because she's pregnant and the teenagers are there hanging out and then Mary's water breaks. Yes. And uh, so they all pile into a car, even though they already know that they can't go anywhere where cameras are. Well, they just like, temporarily oh, forget. Ezekiel is trying to hunt us down and murder us. Uh, but we'll all get into a car together and drive off to the hospital. That sounds like a good plan. None of us hiding want, here. None of us want to go. We all keep saying that this lady whose water broke is gross. But we'll go, you know, we'll all get in the car and go for funsies. Uh Uh-huh. We, I mean, nothing's better for you when you're, you know, going into labor than to be squeezed into the back seat between two teenagers Uh who do not want to be there and think you're gross. How did they not give her the fucking front seat? Like, did Maddie go, I called shotgun. Fuck you. (laughs) Being pregnant doesn't change the rules of shotgun. Now, Mary, I do advise, as Ben Parker, I advise you to respect the rules of shotgun calling because that's re- that's a responsibility. With with great power comes great shotgun responsibility. <laughs> they drive off. Immediately, Maddie is seen in the window by a camera, and so now Ezekiel knows where they are. So he goes hunting after them. Uh, meanwhile, uh, right as that happens, Cassie shows up at the house, sees the water, bro- the the uh, the broken water on the floor of the kitchen, and has another vision of what's going on. Steals an ambulance. Yeah, because the ambulance that was going to show up to take uh, Mary to the hospital finally arrives because they left while they were waiting for it, and she just steals it. Yeah, which is great. Love that. Love that she's just a full car thief. I in love this, this movie. movie has so little time because it's introducing so many fucking characters that. Setting up that Anya Corazon is a math whiz means that she has to wear a shirt that says she's a math whiz on it. I eat Matthew for breakfast. It says I eat math for breakfast, but she's always wearing a jacket, so it looks like it says I eat Matthew for breakfast because of the kerning. Yeah. And we're just like, who's Matthew? I, that's exciting for, for him. <laughs> uh, but also, um, at this point, she establishes her bona fides of being good at math by calculating how the percentage at which the speed of, of uh, Mary Parker's contractions are increasing is. Yep. But then they get attacked by an evil Spider-Man just in time. He shows up and he has a grenade in one hand. He's like watching them dramatically. And then an ambulance comes sailing through a billboard and smacks into him again. He just keeps getting hit with cars. It's so funny because I was joking when I said, oh, she's going to hit him with the car again. It's going to fly through a billboard. I was like, oh, it's going to come right through that Calvin Klein billboard behind him. That's hilarious. I'm making a joke because that would be fucking stupid. And then it happened. Uh I'm like. The building behind him is like an office building that has a billboard there. How did you drive an ambulance up like three stories and out? 
And if you drove it into the wall, how did you maintain enough momentum to get through it and hit him and then land the car and get out and be like, and I'm fine. I'm fine. Everybody pile I have no spider ambulance. powers, but I'm fine now. Yeah, she has one spider power. Well, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes all the girls and, and uh, gives Ben the blessing to leave the movie. Although yep. he doesn't. He has one more scene where, where, uh, where, uh, baby Peter is born, but doesn't have a name yet. Yeah. And just so he can be like, wow, he's perfect. He certainly will be marketable someday. Ah. <sighs> and at this point, all of the girls are in street clothes outfits that are the same color combinations as what their superhero outfits would be. That is correct. So yeah. that's all we're going to get from that. Uh huh. But then also, now Cassie has unlocked basically her true potential. And now she just has the ability to see the future, and it's always good for her. Yes, she can. It's never. I need to change things. It's just. Oh, I saw into the future. In the future, uh, Spider-Man gets fucked up. I mean, basically, she can see where things go wrong, but how to not how to avoid it all the time. And also, she now has that generic future power where she just knows where everything is coming from. So she'll just walk along with the kids and be like, "You duck. You take three steps to the left. Boom, bang. Okay, great. Let's keep moving." I mean, it's a great setup as far as. Oh, I'm going to go into a fireworks factory and light a bunch of flares to set off a ton of fireworks, because if I have the ability to predict and know when a firework might shoot at us, mm -hmm. then we can avoid it. And I assume Sims does not. Yeah. Now, technically, he should also have some spider sense, but probably not enough. I mean, that's... <laughs> He got all the physical powers, and she got all the mental powers. Oh, they're see, a dark mirror. They're a dark mirror. Ooh, love those. Those are so hot right now. And this is also the only scene in the movie where they do the, uh, what if Spider-Man was like a horror movie thing? Because it's just a dark, like, dim warehouse, and you can just see this figure, like, leaping and crouching and crawling around, and you're like, yeah, it would be very fucking scary to have a spider-man after you yeah especially I've, because he doesn't have webs or anything so he just has to physically beat the shit out of you i've heard that's the only good part of the new uh, of that new justice league or uh suicide squad kill the justice league game uh -huh. is there's one scene where you're fighting ba batman and because it is technically a sequel to the arkham games he arkham's you uh -huh. he's like coming down from the rooftop and pulling and grabbing you up from like uh, floor grates and pulling you into them and so on and, and you can survive for a while but eventually he does get you uh -huh. Because he's just fucking, it's Batman arkhaming you, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the big conclusion to this is a bunch of fireworks go off, and Cassie continually sees into the future where it's like, oh, and then a firework is going to hit Spider-Man, and it does. Yeah, and, and then one's going to almost hit me, but I'll hold up this piece of sheet metal and I'll be fine. Yep. All right, great. I've... I've got plot power now where I just know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. So eventually they end up on the roof. She's already in, in advance called for a helicopter to come rescue everybody. The helicopter comes way too close to that sign. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just like, go to the south side and we'll pick you up. Um, and as that happens, the ceiling blows up. Bad Spider-Man's there. He manages to knock everybody around. So all the girls are hanging in, in fear for their lives. And he immediately takes his mask off. Just like instantly. Oh, yeah. Well, we're at the point now where... Uh, instead of it being creepy, we have to have, you know, the actual actor talk to you. Yes. And so, so he just pulls it. You know, he just goes, yeah, here's a fuck this thing. Um, and he's like, you can't save all three of them. And yeah, she goes, all three of them are dangling precariously. So it's that whole like, oh, you can only save one and all three are in danger. And you don't even, he, I'm, I'm sure for him, he's like, I, I wouldn't even care if you saved one. The vision is all three of them killing me. So if, if even one of them is dead, I'm probably fine. And 
it's funny because he's like, you can't save all three. And I should probably be trying to actively kill one of them. But instead, I'm just going to, I don't know, stand here and look at you. Menace you, I guess. But she's like, you don't know what I can and can't do. And that's when she gets her new power, which is to create ghosts of herself that are connected to her via spirit webs that fly out and rescue everybody. Yeah, she just has uh, astral projections of herself go save all three of them. And while that happens, Sim just stands there and watches it. He's like huh yeah what the fuck do you know until the last second when he like kicks at her and she goes flying backwards which still has the ghost strings that are connected to the ghost versions of 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 cassie webb are like elastically connected to her so that when she gets kicked backwards all the girls go flying up towards her anyway well they're very strange he only hits her after the ghost versions of her save all three of them yeah and then the three versions of her then go like elasticing back into yeah, her. They sprung into her. And then he's mad at her, tells her she's just like her mom because he's figured out who she is. And she predicts. She's like, yes, I am I like am. my mom. And also, I've already seen that you get killed by this Pepsi sign that we're fighting next to. So I just need to stand here until you I, die. I just need to move and move. And okay, now you die. Uh-huh. And an explosion happens and she falls into the water. And the CPR that she taught the three girls earlier saves her life as they commit to keeping her alive with modern CPR. Well, now let's not forget what the movie apparently forgot until the last 30 seconds, which is that, you know, or, uh, Madam Webb's supposed to be blinded in a wheelchair, so we got to get that done. Yep, so, that's what the explosion was for. So real quick, while she's in the water, a firework falls through the water and explodes right next to her eyes so that she goes blind. Yep. And it's like a, such an afterthought. So she wakes up uh, after having CPR done, and oh, she's got the, like, milked over eyes. Mm-hmm. And then she's in the hospital and she's like, ah, yes, wonderful. Everything's great now. And, and then <laughs> Julia- one of the best things that ever happens is the three of them are sitting there around right. her bed and a nurse walks in and is like, a direct family only. Are these your family? And she's like, yes, they are. They're mine. And then without a word, the nurse just goes ah, and then closes the door and leaves like. Why did you come in here? I didn't need to be in here anyway. I was just checking around for for secret not family people. I just hate it when someone's visiting against the rules. I'm a real piece of shit about that. But also, uh, Julia or Sydney Sweeney is just like, hey, uh, I just talked to Ben because the baby's been born. Uh, He says he's having a great time being an uncle because he gets all of the fun and none of the responsibility. Oh, that's what he thinks. I'm like, how many times do you need to fit the responsibility line into this movie? Is there nothing else about Ben Parker? I I know there pretty much isn't, but still, like once would have been fine. It's fine. You can't make a Spider-Man movie without some responsibility shit. Yeah. And then we get the end of the movie where Cassandra is now... In the wheelchair, has big red glasses. She's still in the same apartment, though, Yeah, which is weird because it was a walk-up, so I don't know how she's getting up and down from there in her big, complicated wheelchair. I mean, is it the same apartment? Because it, it might seems be a better much apartment. larger than her old apartment I guess was. it maybe maybe she did get a big, fancy apartment. I don't know how. I guess but, maybe she just won the lottery real quick with her future power. Well, I mean, she has so much money. It's why she was able to fly to Peru and back. Why was she in that crappy apartment in the first place, Well, that's then? all she, she needed. She just didn't care. Okay. But now she has three to take care of. Yeah. Because I guess the parents of all three of these girls went, yeah, you can have them. I don't yeah, give it's a fine. Fuck. We don't give a shit. Uh, and then we get that aforementioned uh, end of a CW pilot where all th- all four of them are now in costume, staring at the camera, arms folded, and are like, you'll definitely see us in another movie. I really wanted a scene where Anya was like, oh, by the way, because you maybe use your superpowers and infinite money to help with my whole deported dad situation. She's like, I have three daughters. <laughs> I but, looked into the future 
and no. No, I no, can't. I, I can't. Sorry. In the, in the future, I didn't want to. <laughs> Turns so... out in the future, no. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I'm getting a vision. Uh, in the future, you get me a Pepsi and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the shot of the of the four of them on a rooftop where Cassandra Webb is floating in a in a sphere of web potential, and all three of the characters are in their super suits. Because again, as you probably heard, they do not actually get their superpowers in this movie. They they shouldn't. They 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 shouldn't all get them at the same time. They all have different origin stories. No, and there's no like any reason for them to have powers because when we get to this point, it's like. All right, and now all three of them are hanging out. They're still not powered, and they're just chilling with Cassie. And you're like, then where the fuck do their powers come from? I thought for sure at one point that fucking Ezekiel spider would bite them or something, or like Sims's blood gets on them, or something would happen. Yeah, that but spider. No, that they just spider. end, and it's like, uh, I don't know, in the future you'll have powers, but we don't well, care they, how. They have to have their real origins. Like, Maddie has to participate in some mystical ritual called the Gathering of Five or something, and <laughs> and, and so on and so forth. They can't all have the, the correct, I forget what Julia's origin story is. I don't know, man. And I don't know the first thing about Anya Corazon, even though I think she's supposed to be like the coolest one of these three. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever that's the end of the movie yeah that's There's how no, it ends no post credits no post credits so we are going to get into our bests and worsts now for the film jeff what was the best thing in madame web <laughs> i don't really know it's such a dumb movie um i mean I, I guess the fireworks factory scene is kind of a neat set piece just because it's a great place to be someone with future sight yeah so i feel like that that set piece was kind of fun uh i also like the the uh costuming of the three girls where they were like well they can't put them in their super suits but we can put them in you know julia's in a black and white outfit and maddie's in a red and blue outfit yeah and i guess anya's in red and gold or whatever her actual outfit is uh, supposed to be normally like black and silver okay sure so hers is confusing <laughs> I, I can't i can't even figure out which one of them is the real i'm looking at her web, her web page right now and i can't tell which one of these is the main one ah uh great uh my favorite thing in this would be i mean it's probably also that fucking last fireworks scene but again i'm gonna say it's because it's the one point where you got to do anything interesting with ezekiel sims mm -hmm. him being sort of like spider-man without the web shooters of just like i'm very physically leaping and like yeah very imposing physically sure. is interesting because normally spider-man's like i'm a gangly little teenager and i like whip around and do some web stuff and i'm like haha and if i punch a guy it's because i have momentum behind it because i had to swing yeah but he's just like oh i will fucking destroy a dude i will like jump and leap and grab and murder you it's funny to me that that's like the best thing about this movie because that's just a part of the spider-verse movies and no one would ever say it's the best part because there's so much other good shit going on oh yeah but the fact that miguel or like spider-man noir and so on are just heavier presences yep is just assumed because those movies rule yeah no in this the fact that sims at least occasionally is interesting is the best part of this yes uh, what was the worst part of Madame oh, for geez. you? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. All the is it brought to you by Pepsi? It might be the Pepsi pr product placement. That's pretty strong. 
I would say maybe the weird, awkward, unnecessary gender sequence with the uh, the, the baby shower. Uh-huh. I was just like, what are we doing? This is so badly written. And we God, already established it was already established that her mom died in the Amazon and that she's mad about it. We've gotten all that out of the way. We don't need a scene where she has to awkwardly like embarrass herself in front of a group of women we're never gonna see again. Yeah. This scene is giving nothing. It's it only serves to introduce the, her her commanding officer who will die in a few minutes. It's real weird. Yeah. It's it sucks. Yeah. It's I guess it also introduces Mary Parker to the movie. So you can get that out of the way, be like, Kinda. hey, you know, someday Tom Holland's gonna come out of this lady. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Unpleasant. Ew. Uh and, and your least favorite. Sorry, I should be doing that more regularly. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. It's no, I a late night. <laughs> you're you're looking up things on Spider Women's. It's fine. I stopped. I was looking right at you when I forgot to say that. I, know. I, I do not blame my. It's a. I, I, it's just because I'm bad at this. That's fine. Yep. Uh, my least favorite thing in this has to be that fucking diner scene. No, it's the, fucking ridiculous. The why do they go dance with boys? What are we doing? No, it's the fuck up on timing. Oh, okay, that's fair. It's the fact that you're like we've established how visions work, and then you fully fucked it up. Like I get it, they're all teenage girls. There's hormones. I get it, but like they're all scared shitless. They think they've been abducted and dumped in the woods, and they're not like maybe we could go ask those boys for help because we're still kind of trapped in the middle of nowhere. Well, no, they're, they're like, like let's just go hit on them. We. At that point, they were like, no, we, we are fine with Cassie. We think that she is trying to save us, because obviously we did a Spider-Man tried to murder us. I don't know how we expect she's going to find us, given that we abandoned that spot in the woods and went to a diner. Yeah, but they're like, they basically convinced themselves of, oh, we need to go get our own food, and she she probably abandoned us. And again, I'm like, if you think they you got abandoned, then yeah. Fucking use your phone and call someone. Yeah. Because at that point, they also don't know Sims can track them. They did also throw their, uh, the one fo- the one of them that had a cell phone. Uh, they can track that. And they- she just throws uh, Maddie's phone out, does Cassie. And you're like, you don't know he can do that. I mean, there's a lot of you don't knows in this movie. Because they, first of all, she just grabs her phone and throws it out the window. Because they're like, you can track that. And Maddie's like, hey, you can't just throw my phone out a window. And that causes Anya to say, oh, just have your rich daddy buy you another one. And I'm like. How do you know she's rich? She, you guys have, She is in street clothes with a skateboard. And the two of you have never spoken before. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, but <clears throat> that diner scene fully pissed me off for the, like, no, you fuck, you fuck the timing up. You have a, you have an audio cue and you fucked it up and it just makes me so angry. You're just mad because Toxic was super popular in 2003. You're going to have to get over oh, it. Oh, I'm never mad about Toxic. That rules. It's a good song. I've seen Britney Spears in concert, sir. <laughs> Sir, which one of us has seen her live? I actually have not seen her live, i got to be honest. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> but it is on my jogging playlist. That Toxic, is, it's got the right BPM for me. Now we will give the movie a rating from 0 to 5 to give it a total rating out of 10. Jeff, what would you rate Madam Web? I mean, despite how much of an absolute failure this movie is, it is not an unpleasant watch. I, it's just boring. For the most part, the worst thing about it is that it's repetitive in the middle because it's got all that deja vu shit. So I think I'm going to go as high as a two. Great. So I'm going to give this a two out of five. Uh, that's going to be me. What about you? Uh, I feel like, God, ugh, two and a half feels right. Because I think four and a half is where I would want this to go. Okay. It's a, it's a little under mediocrity. Yeah, that's pretty much, that, that's fine. It's, it, I, I have not seen Morbius, I have to be honest. Neither have I. Uh, so I don't know if it's better or worse than Morbius, which I'm sure is probably the big question on everyone's lips. It is, I would say, better, which is crazy to say, than Venom 2. I have also not seen Venom 2. 
Venom 2 sucks. I mean, everything that I have seen, I'm like, oh, Sony, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, the first Venom movie is fine, but it's just because it's, you know, just let Tom Hardy do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. And that one was fine, mostly because people were like, oh, you accidentally put a gay romance into this between Eddie and the symbiote. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Sony did not want that at all. That keeps going all the way through the next movie. That's that's not over. It's just that the movie is only like 79 minutes long and it doesn't have time for everything it wants to get to. Yeah. So there you go. A four and a half out of 10 for Madam Web. It is not good no it's it's definitely deserving the fate it's getting it's a real shame that sony is just completely shooting especially because spider-man 4 they've already been like that's the last one after that we're taking tom holland back and we're gonna make our own spider-man we're gonna make our own spider-man please don't oh god you know the second you do you're gonna be like and here's our new spider-man movie and it will fucking suck and then everyone will be like hey just give it back give it back to marvel Stop it. Stop trying to do things you are bad at. Yeah. You're so. like Fox in 2000. You keep making shitting. You shit out bad <laughs> movies for superheroes for no reason. I feel like we could make the Phoenix Saga work this time. Stop it. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery. But until then, if you want more content, you can always support the show by going to patreon.com slash system mastery and supporting us at any level will help the show lets us keep doing what we're doing and any level unlocks extra bonus content for all of our various shows at the ten dollar a month level you unlock everything including our tv mastery where we are wrapping up and doing a retrospective on this last season where we were very appropriately, looking at live-action superheroes. And you know how good my memory is, so how great I'm going to be at a retrospective of anything is is uh, sharp. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yep. I can't wait. Yep. So you can join us for that, and we'll reveal what we're doing on the next season for TV Mastery. Oh, good, because I didn't know. I'm excited to hear that. So join us for that, and if you can't support us financially because, you know, we live in a capitalist hellscape, uh-huh. you can always Give us your support through liking, uh, giving us a subscription. Hit that bell. bell. (laughs) Guys, you can buy us a Pepsi. It's the number one choice for America. Guys, it's 3 a.m. And if this phone number really does connect me to Pennywise the Clown, then you have to like and subscribe. That's just that's just science. Uh, You know, rate and review and tell people about the podcast. Please do those things. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in a couple weeks. You all have a good one.